Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him this afternoon. We are your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We are. And listeners, I have a convenience factor for you today. I want to let you know that you can go to your cell phone, go to the app store, whatever podcast platform you love, and look for I Work For Him, and you will never have to miss an episode again. And so, Jim, I just want to... Um, but if they go to the app store, what are they doing at the app store? Well, if they don't already have a podcast platform, ah, or they so can they just... If they already ha- Yeah. I mean, if they're listening to podcasts, or if you've never done it before, you can easily go to um, some of the most common ones are the Apple Podcast and Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Overcast, the list goes on and on. But the um, the idea is if you have, or there's, you know, that little podcast button on your uh, Apple. On your iPhone. On your iPhone. What All if- you have to do is click on that and then you can search for I Work For Him and download either our podcast or our PowerPod, which is the 15-minute highlight reel show. Does the Charisma Podcast Network have their own app? No, so they just go to, um, it's cpn.com. And you can listen to them right there on their website. Because we are a highlighted one on the Charisma Podcast we Network. We sure are. We'd love for you to engage with us on our podcast. We know that you can't hit every broadcast, but you certainly could catch the majority of all of our podcasts. And we're trying. We've rolled out last uh, fall uh, the I Work For Empower Pod, and you can find that out there on all your podcast platforms as well. I Work, the number four, him, Power Pod. You know, one of the things we love talking about is that God lays our calling on our hearts. He kind of builds into our DNA right at conception. Here's who this human being is going to be, and this is where their, their, their interests are going to lie. Well, today's guest was given a, 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 a desire to chase after mathematics and physics hmm. and eventually ended up with an engineering, electrical engineering degree. So what did he do with them? Wow. You got to listen to find out. But the, our guest's name is Cyril Ryan. And he is a business owner, he's also an evangelist, and he's a prayer movement leader trying to orchestrate and organize prayer gatherings in every state across the United States by the end of 2020. So we really want you to listen. He's going to talk about his business tip now, which helps identify college shooters and prevent college shootings. And so or violence of any kind. Violence of any kind, that's yeah. true. Uh, just a really fantastic conversation coming up with Cyril Ryan, all made possible by a strategic partnership with the God at Work TV show. You can watch a God at Work TV show on God.tv, or if you've got, if you're privileged enough to have a Dish Network, you can watch it on their channel, God TV. What an amazing ministry that is right out there on the Dish Satellite Network. You know, math and science. Two fields that most people don't connect to being significant in the kingdom. Yet God gifted people with those talents. I know I'm not gifted in math or physics or science, but I got a brother who is. He is <laughs> calculus and I almost failed. So how do you work that out? All right. So how do you make the connection between your faith and your work? Your faith and your work when engineering is your calling. Today you're going to hear from Cyril Ryan. He's an engineer who's a prayer evangelist worldwide. He's a mechanical, it's mechanical engineering, right? Electrical. Electrical, sorry, what's very close to the (laughs) electrical engineer, Cyril, welcome to iWork for him. 
Thank you, Jim. It's a privilege to be here. All right. Sorry about that. I, I should have written down electrical engineering. But what's cool, though, Cyril, is that the Lord gave you those skills on purpose. How has he used your love for math and science and, well, let's see, with physics. Is there physics involved in electrical engineering? Yes, yes. Okay. A lot of physics. Okay. So calculus. It's all driven by calculus. How have you seen God use your love for those things to use your gifts for him out there in the marketplace? See, the engineering side, I really believe when we do an engineering bachelor's degree or a master's degree, it teaches you to learn the fundamentals and trains you for life, if you will. And for me, my experience has been, even as I learned the technology and the fundamentals of these things, to think about solutions for problems that the world faces. So that's how it has helped me. And applying technology to the problems that the nation faces. Applying technology to the problems that people face. Like what? So, like give me, so give me a... Let me give you an example. Please. So, of course, um, I learned electrical engineering, but I now run a small software startup. And uh, the whole premise of this startup is safe campuses. We all know that we have seen violence on campuses uh, throughout America, and we want to prevent it. And that was my thought. I saw Virginia Tech shootings happen mm -hmm. in 2007. I was teaching at uh, Bethany University at that time, leadership and management courses. But one thing really came back to me saying, I need to do something about this problem of violence on campuses. And it kept coming back. The Lord gave me an idea. Even as I was teaching, one of the pet peeves of the for the students, for me, was students using their texting mm -hmm. during the class. And I used to ask them to go out and be outstanding students if they did that. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Standing outside yep. the class. <laughs> <laughs> but then that's what gave me the idea. Because the idea that the Lord gave me was, what if students report suspicious activity using texting? Mm. And uh, anonymous part, I added later, it's anonymous reporting. And now we have prevented two active shooter situations. Wow. We have prevented tens of suicides, hundreds of depressed students counseled, on and on. Anyway, the point is, when we learn these fundamentals in engineering and physics, you are actually learning to solve problems mm -hmm. and learning to apply technology to the problems that you see. And I think that is the art that I think I learned from these fundamental degrees, uh, you know, though there is no electrical engineering involved software, but the whole idea of when you learn these things, you're learning to solve problems. Hmm. So you take that, you're then taking that forward, you were in an environment where you were learning that there was violence and things that yes. needed to be addressed or helped. And so then you saw another problem that needed to be solved. Absolutely. So let's talk about that for a minute, because I'm just very intrigued by that. You um, have a software then that how is it used like the campus, like the university or the college they employ sure. or buy Let the software? Explain. Well, first of all, yeah. let's give oh. a plug for it. Okay. Tip, tipnow.com. Tipnow.com. That's right. So so let's say a college campus of 30,000 students. So we can implement TipNow there by assigning them a texting number, mm -hmm. which they will use 
or the students or the stakeholders will use to report suspicious activity using texting. We also have a mobile app. And this suspicious activity, which is anonymous, will go on a portal, which is used by the administrators. Okay. And there is also automatic dissemination of tips to all the predefined administrators on the system. Mm -hmm. So they'll receive the tips on their cell phone, even as they're out and about. Right. And it's also two-way. They communicate back and forth. Mm. And let me give you an example. Uh, this was at College of the Sequoias in Visalia, California, where within two weeks of deployment, a text tip came in saying, seems like somebody has a gun in their backpack. And the police chief picked it up and he texted back saying, where is this person? Obviously, you don't want to see such a tip. And the response came back in the quad. So he ran to the quad and continued the iterations with the tipster. Mm -hmm. It was anonymous, so he didn't know who was uh, mm -hmm. tipping this. And then he got a message saying, you're standing right in front of him. Oh. And sure enough, there was a gun in his backpack that was prevented. In fact, ABC News, CBS did news stories on it. Uh, anyway, the point is, using some simple ideas like this, we can create a big impact. And I think the, the products that are the most simple can create the biggest impact. So we have not done the big impact yet, but we have prevented two. I would like to prevent all. Well, mm. How many lives is that worth? I yeah, mean, exactly. you know, the, I mean, if you save one life, that's amazing. It's well, and it. you yeah. said that several suicides have been prevented, yes. and so that is so they must have seen like maybe behavior that yes. they were they were you know standing on yes. something that would cause them harm Absolutely. or something like that. So, Absolutely. and that's huge because you have no idea. Most yeah. I know you hear a lot of people say that a lot of times they don't really want to do that, but they're they're desperate, that's and right. so d mm. then the school can step in and help them yes. with whatever their needs oh, are at that point. Absolutely. I'm, the thing is, for me, uh, once we prevented one mm -hmm. active shooter situation, for mm -hmm. me, it came full circle because the vision was given after Virginia Tech and I knew I have to keep going yeah. to create more impact. So this is an opportunity for every school in the nation, every college mm -hmm. campus in the nation, every corporation, because we see uh, violent situations even in corporations. Yeah. So I think this can be used as a, a horizontal product mm. across different segments. Mm. So, so <coughs> connect your faith to tip now. I mean, how did, I mean, I understand saving lives. That's nice. But this is a, um, I mean, it's, of course, it's great. That, I didn't it's mean to more downplay than, okay, it's nice. more than nice. <laughs> but talk to me about your, your connection of your faith to that. You are using some a gift that God gave you, mm -hmm. the ability to solve a problem, and it's impacting thousands and thousands of people every day, but they don't have to believe in God. Yet, how do you, how do you take that to the next level? How do you use TIP now to be able to communicate hope? I think... I think the way it will work, Jim, is we need to see, for example, we have been praying, for example, for influencers to impact their followers. I think TipNow platform can be used to get the influence. And then once you have the influence, you can impact the millions. Because for me, in my heart, the Z generation is on my heart. And mm. looking at some of the statistics, really, it's heart-wrenching. Mm -hmm. And only 4% of the Z generation knows the Lord. 34% of the Z generation is atheistic or agnostic. 70% of the Z generation supports the LGBTQ agenda. They might not be that, mm -hmm. but they are supporting it. And another statistic I read, which really blew me away, 67% of the Christian youth 
that will attend a public university will leave the faith after four years. Mm. And I think these are, if these statistic, statistics do not give us a burden for the Z generation, then what will? But anyway, my point to answer your question is, TipNow is a platform where we can create that brand, generate that influence, and then use social media and all the means that the Z generation is using to impact the generation. So that's the that's the strategy. But I'm open to ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the fact that you're you're asking the Lord these these questions. Hey, how can I bring about a solution? God's also got you involved in some other really cool stuff around the globe. Tell us about that. Basically, uh, I'm I wrote a book on leadership in 2007. And the Lord opened a door for me to go to Kenya to do three leadership conferences. This was in 2008. Uh, it's a privilege. And I felt, I mean, more than I impacting the leaders there, their hunger to learn, their hunger to, and the anointing that they carry and the expectation they have, really they draw the anointing uh, from you. And even, I mean, we are involved in India. When we go there, we speak at a few churches. But our, most of our work is in America. And we have done work in Africa and India. But right now, because the need of the hour is so big in America. <laughs> and I really feel the Z generation impact, we must work on it immediately and continue. Because the enemy is trying to destroy the nation by impacting the Z generation. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean, globally, yes, I mean, there is, uh, we want to do more, but right now our total focus is in the U.S. Talk about prayer. You are a man of prayer, and you love bringing prayer into the marketplace. Talk about what's going on there. Hey, talk about how prayer is being used to transform marketplace areas all over the, all over the globe. Absolutely. Uh, let me uh, share about my experience you know, I was doing some consulting work back in, this was 2006, at a company uh, in the Bay Area. And this was a truly uh, uh, a company run with kingdom principles. There used to be a worship service every day in the business. Mm. Okay, that was amazing. I've never seen that anywhere else. What's sad is you and said there used to be. Oh, yeah, that's, that? Uh, that, that is sad. And it's a long story. Mm -hmm. But the, the point is, we have to strike the balance as we run a business, as we are an executive at a business, to involve everybody in the business. We cannot have, of course, employees are going to come from different faiths, and we need to be careful how we represent our faith. You know, we need to represent our faith with love. Mm -hmm. sure. And we need to connect and build relationships with the people who are there and have conversations and then share the gospel. And uh, talking about prayer, I think prayer is so critical because if we want to impact anywhere, not only the marketplace, prayer has to go first. Without prayer, nothing can move. And that is bottom line. So if we want to impact in the marketplace, my recommendation is you first start praying for the people in the business that you are in. Mm -hmm. And pray for the business as well and the leadership, but also the people who do not know the Lord. And that is what will open doors. And let me give you an example. Please. Uh, you know, I, uh, I had another business before this, um, before uh, Resilience. And there was this colleague of mine. I, I won't mention the name. Uh, and he was, I mean, we were having conversations. I was praying for him. And one evening he called me. And I said, uh, Cyril, I'm in trouble. I need your help. 
I said, you just come on over to my home, you know, and he came home. And I will not go into the details, but the point is we need to build that relationship deeper, mm -hmm. you know, and I am learning as well. I'm not perfect. I've not done this many times, <laughs> but when they need help, will they call you? I think that's the question. And then he, he accepted the Lord in the second time around. You know, first time we shared the gospel, of course, helped him with whatever he needed. Right. I think it's, it's, a, built, it's a whole idea of helping people having conversations. Mm -hmm. Cyril, one of the things you were just talking about is really knowing your colleagues, your co-workers, and um, befriending them and praying for them. Those are things we actually talk about all the time on I Work For Him. Mm -hmm. And listeners, that is our I Work For Him nation um, that you can join. And it's really just about making that commitment that I'm going to pray for my coworkers, employees. I'm going to mm -hmm. befriend them. I'm going to, um, you know, go above and beyond in the work that I do, the excellence that I have, and, and so on. And you can read about that on our website, iworkforhim.com. And there's a um, join the nation tab. And you can look, look at that because it's really just about taking that step and saying, I'm going to, this is, this is something I need to do. And I want to be intentional about it because yes. I think all of us, we could look in hindsight and say, man, I, I could have built a better relationship, That's you know, right. for when that person needed me that they would have picked up the phone right. and called me in their time of need. And that's really the kind of coworker um, that we believe that Christ wants us to be. So I'm glad you were able to share that. Cyril, you've also got a passion for revival worldwide. And one of your I don't, know, I don't know how many different things you got going on, but you got tipnow.com <laughs> and, and you Just got so many, other, so many other things going on, but Redigging the Wells of Revival. Tell us about that and how that applies to our workplace. I think um, if you really look at America as a nation, um, you know, my wife and I, we wrote a book called Heal Our Land. It was published last October. And in that Where can book, people find um, that book, Heal it, Our Land? Heal Our Land is on Amazon. Another uh, free plug right here, and I work for him. Uh, yes, um, definitely. Anyway, the, uh, the, the point is... Um, the marketplace, um, the revival, think about Jeremiah Lanfear, 1857 revival. He was a layman. God asked him to start a prayer movement, a prayer session, not prayer movement. It became a movement later. And his call was noontime prayer for business people. Mm. 1857 in New York, the first day he came there, only nobody was there uh, for the first came, 30 right. minutes. After 30 minutes, six people came, became a movement. One million people saved in a year and a half out of a population of 30 million. <laughs> that is the kind of impact a marketplace prayer or a marketplace person starting a prayer group, not a movement. We don't start a movement. We start yeah, that's small. God's, that's God's job. Yeah. So I, I think we must focus on intercession and God will take that intercession and make it a movement uh, in the marketplace. And how do you get started doing that? I mean, we, we talk about just praying for our coworkers and employees by yes. name. I mean, yes. How would you get started in, in the, if, if it was your workplace and again, you get about a minute left, how would you get started praying? I think the best way, best place to start is praying for individuals. That's the easiest thing to do. But we should not forget to pray for the nation and look at mm. 
and first of all know what is going on in the nation looking at the seven mountains of influence and looking at what is happening in the media mountain and what is happening in the education mountain and what is happening in the government mountain and knowing the facts of what is going on and what needs prayer you know and you start praying for the nation god is hearing our prayers mm-hmm. you know the word of god says our prayers are kept in golden bowls as incense in in the throne room of grace and so it is very important that we pray not only for our colleagues and be intentional about mm-hmm. it as martha said you know and put down the names and have it in your prayer journal so that we are consistently praying but do not forget to pray for the nation as a whole mm-hmm. because and we need to know where the nation is we cannot ignore the situation in the nation Cyril Ryan, thank you for being on I Work for him today. Mm-hmm. Really appreciate having you. Thank you. Lots more. Find him online, tipnow.com or Redigging the Wells of Revival. What's that website? Wellsofrevival.us. Wellsofrevival.us. Yes, right. You've been listening to I Work for him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace. It's our mission field. But ultimately, I, I work, work for, for him. him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online iworkforhim.com. I Work The number four, him.com.